Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Friends are forever. Some real fam <laughs> Of course, we got you, bestie. But revenge is a dish best served cold. The founding father of Gilead. He took away our country. He had to pay for what he did. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, September 14th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The ladies of Hocus Pocus 2 are ready to put a spell on you once again with a double dose of musical numbers in the Disney sequel. Star Sarah Jessica Parker confirms that the songs include two covers which receive, quote, two big musical numbers in the final film. She tells EW, we would have done three if they let us, adding that she and co-stars Bette Midler and Kathy Jimmy recorded vocals with famed music mastermind Mark Shaman before shooting began and says the songs, quote, are familiar to a variety of age groups. It was a big conversation whether we were going to use new material or redo a song. And then the movie went through various iterations. Hocus Pocus 2, also starring Doug Jones, Sam Richardson, Tony Hale, and Hannah Waddingham, premieres September 30th on Disney+. Check out EW.com for our full preview with Midler, Parker, and Najimi. Production has begun in Bratislava, Slovakia on a new version of The Strangers, which this time around will be a trilogy of films based on Brian Bertino's 2008 horror film about three masked maniacs who persecute an innocent couple. The project stars Riverdale actress Madeline Petch, whose character drives cross-country with her longtime boyfriend, played by Froy Gutierrez, to begin a new life in the Pacific Northwest. When their car breaks down in Venus, Oregon, Again, they're forced to spend the night in a secluded Airbnb where they're terrorized from dusk till dawn by three masked strangers. From there, the story will expand over three films. Cliffhanger and Deep Blue Sea filmmaker Rennie Harlan is directing from a script by Alan R. Cohen and Alan Friedland. And Jean-Luc Godard, the French-Swiss director of Vivre Sa Vie and Contempt, who changed the course of filmmaking in the 1960s with his movie Breathless, died Tuesday. He was 91. Breathless, released in March 1960, was Godard's first big successful film. The French crime drama starred Jean-Paul Belmondo as Michael, a criminal who models himself on Hollywood gangsters like Humphrey Bogart. Godard was also known for taking a political stance in his work. One clear example was The Little Soldier, which was meant to be released in theaters in 1960, but was banned by the French government until 1963. Its content, which referenced the French colonial war in Algeria, implied that France was involved in a dirty war. And then there was 1967's Weekend, which tackled the hypocrisies of bourgeoisie society. One of the most notorious scenes from the film is an eight-minute tracking shot of the main Parisian couple stuck in a traffic jam as they leave the city. 
For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. One tropical vacation turned into an unthinkable nightmare. And our number three pick today, the premiere of Hell of a Cruise. The new documentary from Peacock follows the story of the luxury diamond princess cruise ship. It departed in January 2020, unknowingly carrying one passenger with COVID-19. After the first case was found, the virus spread like wildfire, sending the ship's crew into a panic and the guests into a 14-day quarantine. In the following days, more cruise ships left from their respective ports, even with the threat of a deadly virus looming. Here is a preview. We are about to take a nice 15-day cruise. This is a captain from the bridge. A Hong Kong resident tested positive for coronavirus. We were sure that it was not a problem. This thing was spreading through the boat. The ship will remain under quarantine for 14 days. 14 days. In a room that's four by three. Check with our medical staff if you have experienced fever, chills, cold. The Diamond Princess was ground zero. The U.S. officials debate whether to bring the Americans back. You need to get us off the ship before we all get sick and die. It's very intense. And they said, okay, just people who don't have COVID. How are you feeling? They didn't know who had the COVID. That was the medical examination. Our team went on board. They started to load all Americans for transport to the airport. On the way to the airplane, test results would come back positive. Pandemonium ensues. The president is just furious. Our numbers are going to go up. They didn't know how to handle a single cruise ship. They can't get that right. How are they going to get the rest of this right? Carnival knew that there was a pandemic. To our horror, we realized there were many more cruise ships out there. Why did the cruise ships keep sailing? Uh, well, see firsthand accounts of the passengers' anguishing experiences on Hell of a Cruise, streaming now on Peacock. Our next pick is most definitely a vibe. It is the mid-season finale of Grownish. Siblings Zoe and Junior went through some serious growing pains when they became classmates at college, but were always there for each other in the end. Zoe dealt with a long-distance relationship, and Junior dealt with hookup culture and objectification from his female classmates. Now, in the mid-season finale, Junior's fate in his fraternity is up in the air, and so is his relationship status with Anika. Doug is in party mode and invites some OG friends to stop by. Here is a clip. This is crazy. What are you guys doing here? Everyone wanted to come support you in Vibefest. Some real fan <laughs> shit, man. Of course, we got you, bestie. You use that word very loosely. Call him bestie, you call me. I just oh. make a decision, you know? I would have thought it would take, like, Luna's bot and Mitzvah to actually have us all be together. Yeah. <laughs> or most of us. Yeah, no, Jazz's guys send their regrets. They're, like, mm. in Italy or Stockholm or, I don't know, yeah. who knows. Oh, and let me guess. Luca's on a Peruvian ayahuasca retreat. Sounds about right. Probably. No, no, no. Oh. You guys, who do you think is helping watch Luna this weekend? I can't. 
can't leave Phil alone to watch the kid. That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Vivek, Anna, Aaron, and even Nomi, who has a baby at home, all came to party it up with their college besties. So grab a cup, catch the mid-season finale of Grownish tonight at 10 on Freeform and streaming on Hulu. It's trivia time. Grownish starts out with a catchy theme song called Grown, which was written and performed by two stars of the show, Chloe and Halle Bailey. Which of these 90 sitcoms also had a theme song that was performed by a star or stars of the show? Was it Friends, Living Single, or Full House? Stick around for that answer and our number one pick, What to Watch, will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Praise be, The Handmaid's Tale is back, and blessed be the fruit of these new episodes, which promise an epic battle royale between Elizabeth Moss's June and Yvon Strahovski's Serena Waterford. Now, this season picks up immediately after the events of last season, with, spoiler alert, Fred Waterford dying at the hands of June and her fellow handmaids. Now, Serena knows, and she is out for revenge, with plenty of schemes of her own up her always green sleeves. Here's a bit more of what to expect from the new season. I did it. He's a whore. I killed him. You, 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 what? What? I killed Fred. Salvage them. By her hand. Come inside. Hand. We gotta get inside. Come with us. No. No, 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 no. June. June. Hey. June, open the door. Where are you going? Wait, 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 wait. June. Ah, well, in addition to Strahovski and Moss, this season also stars Max Minghella, Bradley Whitford, Sam Yeager, and Dowd, Madeline Brewer, Amanda Bruegel, and more. Though Alexis Bledel, who played Defiant Handmade Emily, will not be returning to the show. Under his eye, two new episodes of The Handmaid's Tale are now streaming on Hulu, with episodes releasing weekly on Wednesdays after that. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Which of the following 90 sitcoms had a theme song that was performed by a star or stars of the show? Was it Friends, Living Single, or Full House? 
Well, Kenan Thompson gave it a shout out during his opening number at the Emmys on Monday. It's Living Single. The hit sitcom about six black professionals living in Brooklyn starred hip hop icon Queen Latifah, who wrote and performed the theme song, We Are Living Single. A few more sitcoms where the star sang the theme song Zoe De Chanel for New Girl, Will Smith for Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and Tia and Tamara Maori for Sister Sister. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and Lauren Huff, edited by Lauren Klein, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.